T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. In Overnight America, here for the next couple of hours. 25 minutes away, we'll be joining our friends up in Canada, and I think you're really going to enjoy this if you've only heard it. Maybe never. So The Late Shift is a show that runs on the Chorus Radio Network. Their host, Shane Hewitt, and I do a little thing where we hook up both of our shows at the same time. So I'm live all through Canada. He's live here in the United States through KMOX. And we connect the two shows. We talk about things that are going on. It's kind of a fun thing we do on Sunday nights. So that'll be coming up in a few minutes. I was going to do this story later, but maybe I'll just do this right now because it's just really fascinating to me. For the longest time... The code breakers could never figure out how and what was said in the Zodiac Killer cipher. Now, if you've ever seen this thing, it just looks like random lines of symbols, letters, things like that. And forever they've been trying to solve this thing. The FBI has been trying to solve it. They couldn't do it. Back in December of 1968, a series of murders began with a man and a woman shot in their car. In July of 69, another man and a woman were shot, but they survived. And that's where you kind of get to see the, the drawing, the description of this. The killer, who has never been charged or identified, claimed to have murdered 37 people in letters to newspa- uh, newspapers, but investigators have worked on the basis of seven victims in total, five of which were homicides. There's been movies, books, all kinds of things written and discussed about this sort of thing, detailed across the United States. And if you go to San Francisco, the FBI got a tip from some people that are code breakers. And they said, I think we have solved the the um, the note that's been sitting here since the 60s. Isn't that something else? So here's part of the video that the people decided. And you can actually go see this on the BBC. They did a whole article on this. And let's crack Zodiac solving it on YouTube. So here's where they start to get a break in the case. The idea was to take Sam's hundreds of thousands of variations of the 340 and try to get AZ Decrypt to crack them. Maybe we'd stumble on something. Well, on Thursday, December 3rd, after many months of running Sam's experiments in AZ Decrypt, I looked at this solution that was mostly gibberish. So it looks like the thousands of others. Normally, I'd ignore them. But this one had words like, Hope you are trying to catch me and or the gas chamber. At that time, the rest of the plain text looked like garbage and nonsense, like many other thousands of solutions I've seen over the years. 
But these phrases turned out to be our way into the real solution. And we almost overlooked them. Yeah. So as they said, this is um, the people that decrypted this. So basically three people were involved here. The one that's the narrator has been working on it. There's one person that's a very well received and thought of code breaker. And the other one was someone who liked code breaking, but was really good at computer programming. And he wrote a program that in made it so they could put in some of the encrypted type of words and letters, and this would help to unencrypt it. So that what they do is they take a bunch of symbols and such, and they put it into the computer and it was still gibberish. Well, these three started to figure out, well, this is kind of strange. We can start to look at some of these patterns and the patterns, you, if you were to look at them on a piece of paper, go diagonally. So what if it's not reading it from like left to right and then go on the next line, left to right? What if it's from top left to bottom right, top left to bottom right, top left to bottom right? And they followed that pattern and then they started to figure out they were on the right track. That was some uh, that was a pretty big one. So here's where they started to break the case. So I put that first manipulated section of the cipher into AZ Decrypt, hoping it would solve it. But it didn't come up with anything useful. The phrases, hope you are trying to catch me, and gas chamber didn't even appear again. But those phrases came up before, so I plugged those into AZ Decrypt using what's called a crib feature. Basically, you can lock in words at specific positions. Then the solver leaves those words alone while it searches for the rest of the key. So here goes. I clicked on solve with cribs, and boom, suddenly got a really clean message. And the phrase, that wasn't me on the TV show, pops out. At this point, I jumped out of my chair and yelled, holy shit. It's because I knew the cipher was received on November 8, 1969, which is about two weeks after someone calling themselves Zodiac called into a TV talk show hosted by Jim Dunbar and featuring the famous lawyer Melvin Belli. While the show was on the air, the caller said, I need help. I'm sick. I don't want to go to the gas chamber. Yeah. So then they played some of it from there. So they used this pattern and they used it over and over and over again. And they found out there's a few mistakes in there in order to make this work, meaning the lines were shifted over by one on accident. So if they were to adjust and put it through the same decoding, they were able to figure out this letter that is long lost after all these years. The one that was never figured out going all the way back to the 60s. And they have it there sitting right there. You want to know what the letter said? That's well, a bunch of crazy talk <laughs> for sure. But here is what the unencoded message from the Zodiac Killer, what they believe it says. So now when we combined all three parts, the final message looks like this. I hope you are having lots of fun and trying to catch me. That wasn't me on the TV show, which brings up a point about me. I am not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to paradise all the sooner because I now have enough slaves to work for me where everyone else has nothing when they reach paradise. So they are afraid of death. I am not afraid because I know that my new life is life will be an easy one in paradise, death. Incidentally, where the words paradise and death appear in the solution corresponds to where the Zodiac signature appears in the original ciphertext. The very end doesn't flow quite right yet, but maybe someone can figure out how it's supposed to read. But that is the final message we settled on, and we submitted it to the FBI on the morning of Saturday, December 5th. Yep, and then on 
December 11th, which is just, uh, you know, almost a week after about six days, the FBI puts out this statement. It said the FBI is aware that a cipher attributed to the Zodiac killer was recently solved by private citizens. The Zodiac killer case remains an open investigation and the FBI San Francisco division and our law enforcement off uh, partners. The Zodiac killer terrorized multiple communities across Northern California. And even through decades have gone by, we continue to seek justice for the victims and those brutal crimes, ongoing nature of the investigation. Uh, no, other further comments. I wonder if that triggered anything else. You think the Zodiac killer still alive? Probably not. Uh, maybe, I guess, I guess maybe. So let's just say this happened in 69. Let's say the person at, the, at a young end would be 20 years old. So 49, so 50, 60, 70. Yeah, you'd be over 70 years old. Yeah, I guess very much could still be out there. A Zodiac killer. Do you think they'll ever find him? Who knows? What a weird, weird thing that it took that many years to solve that. And ultimately, it's just a bunch of gibberish that doesn't really mean much in account to anything. So there it is. This is Overnight America KMO. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. And Overnight America is live, which means we get a chance to hook up with our friends in Canada coming up in a few minutes. And I find that so fascinating when it comes to people still trying to solve that mystery. I wonder if they'll ever figure out who that is. Maybe it'll be a deathbed confession, something along those lines. Who knows? 314-436-7900. I am going to find myself looking at some other strange things when it comes to decrypting, decoding, things like that. The White House has confirmed a cyber attack report to the U.S. Treasury by a foreign government. We know that foreign governments do try this all the time. In fact, China's a big perpetrator of this, so it wouldn't surprise me, but U.S. government has acknowledged reports that hackers backed by a foreign government has breached the Department of, uh, let's see, the Treasury Department within the Commerce Department. Not much else is known by it. Reuters said that the cyber attack was launched on the Treasury Department. Looks like 
based on what CBS News said at the top of the hour. I don't know if you heard some of that. But CBS News goes out there and they make it sound like, well, they had to work this weekend. That's how you know how serious it is. <laughs> Ooh, you had to work weekends. You must be really scared about this. No, it's very serious the way these things are. And government agencies are vulnerable. The federal government, now that's a big target. A lot of times you find that these foreign entities try local governments and sometimes they even use it as a way to try to scam money out of you or whatever they you know um put malware scamware all of these things and then try to get you put ransom a ransomware thing and so many different governments have been dealing with these sort of things and they have to find themselves completely on top of everything they're doing in order to try to make sure they're not falling victim to it but if you're the federal government man you better be on top of this 24 7 I hope that you're on top of this 24-7. Hackers reportedly used the organization's Microsoft Office platform to monitor staff members' emails for months. Oh, no, vulnerability in Microsoft. So here you go. You got Bill Gates out there telling you how to live your life, and then a vulnerability in his product helped the government be vulnerable for months. Oh, no. Department of Homeland Security and Infrastructure Security said in a statement that the agency has been working closely with its partners to recently discovered activity on government networks. How did they go unmonitored for so long? I'm telling you, they are so savvy when it comes to getting in on the back end. I don't know if you know this, too. I've seen people talk about this online, and I'm not a complete computer nerd that would be able to answer exactly this. But some of the big problems that they run into is that even when you buy computer equipment, or motherboards, or any type of uh, sound card, video cards, things like that. You purchase these things, and then it's possible for spy devices to be on those pieces of computer equipment, which essentially you're installing into a network or a computer, and it goes undetected. So depending on where these pieces of equipment come from, it could be an elaborate scheme with parts out of China because that happens a lot. How often do we find parts out of China? And these things are just automatically built into it. You don't even know. Uh, they need to be inspected. And then sometimes you have to go under the radar because you don't want to be monitored yourself. You don't Because if you have a high amount of traffic going in and out and there's not a high traffic area or a time for it or whatever, it tips off the IT administrators and they look at it, they say, wait a minute, uh, something's not right here. So you have to go under the radar and it has to be a small, small, small minuscule amount that they trickle in and out. And sometimes it's just them monitoring and collecting the data that they monitor. And that constant stream is enough. It's really scary. These cyber attacks are just very, very scary. I saw this too. Uh, Sky News reported this. Major leak exposes members and lifts the lid on the Chinese Communist Party. Under China, they say that the leak gave the details of Communist Party members, including the name, party position, birthday, national ID number, among other things. And as they're doing this, two million CCP members have been exposed, perhaps. And what they're starting to find out is, wow, some of these are not in the country. In fact, some of these are here in the United States. Well, that's strange. Why would we have Chinese communist party members in positions here in the united states oh isn't that weird isn't it just like a week away from when swalwell was shown to be one of the government um elected officials that were manipulated by this woman that was a chinese spy 
Now, that's kind of strange. You know, the woman that was going around would get into sexual relationships and use that as a way to, who knows, maybe leverage um, information or make them compromise. Now, keep in mind, Swalwell was also part of an intelligence committee. So, wow, that's strange. And he won't admit to not sleeping around and having a sexual relationship with this spy. Oh, that's strange, too. I wonder why he wouldn't say no to that. And he says, oh, no, I reported it to the FBI. And somehow, in some way, he's still involved with that committee, which is insane, too. All, all of these things, it, it just all comes down at the same time. Isn't that strange? All right, we're going to hook up with our friends with Canada coming up next. I'm really looking forward to this on Overnight America KMOX. News Radio 1120 KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals. It's in Canada on Sunday nights, 1230 our time. Let's see if they're listening in on us. I think they are. There we we're go. a couple seconds One more. late. There he is. <laughs> Shane, how are you? <laughs> Matt was so excited, man. We nailed it to the second tonight. Oh, man. I was a few seconds late, and I thought, oh, no, it's going to happen, and you got us. <laughs> There's. We'll take it. Let's take a second to, to, to salute all of the, the guys that make that work, by the way. I mean, we get to sit here, and we get to have conversation about it, but Matt literally uh, times it out to the second on my end. Matt is my technical operator, and uh, Ryan O'Donnell is the content guy, and he, he's got like everything timed out so we can make sure we get there, juggles things around. So like the amount of work it takes for everybody to get it down to the second is quite magical, and we just get to see her and, and talk about it. So um, uh, it's 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 a wonderful thing. I guess I can say, Ryan, uh, Merry Christmas to you because it's this is your last one. Here, close huh? enough. Yeah. In fact, I have a couple of Sundays off because of the vacation situation. So I got to use the rest of that time. And it's the last two mm -hmm. weeks I'll be off. I'm really looking forward to it. So Merry Christmas to you, too. Oh, thanks, buddy. What are the uh, what are the record family Christmas plans uh, for this year? I mean, is it anything different? You're just going to, you know, sit at home in the shack and and, and light it up? <laughs> or what? Yeah, we have my in-laws coming in, so we're going to be able to spend some time with them. They'll drive down to us. Uh, in the past, they've visited us as well, so that won't be much of an issue. Sometimes we would travel, but we have a young one, so it's just a little bit too early to go traveling with her. And because of that, it'll be nice to have them come down. And it'll be nice to spend time with them, too. Uh, I try to get some stuff down around the house. The father-in-law helps me with a few things around the house, which is nice, too. So I try to, you know, cross a few things off the list, make it functional. And then we'll enjoy Christmas together. In Canada, I've, I, most provinces in Canada have basically asked, by the way, don't visit with family at Christmas time. After what happened with Thanksgiving in Canada... Um, is when everything changed. Everything was doing pretty good COVID-wise. And then Thanksgiving came along. And then all of a sudden, the uh, the numbers have skyrocketed. So um, they've mm -hmm. asked for the same thing uh, here for Christmas. So I don't even know if I'm going to see my folks. They live, I don't know, 35 minutes away from where I am. But I think we're probably just going to do the, the video Christmas this year. Wow. This might be more of an American attitude. But, you know, if they ask you to do things like that, I'd think, no, I don't think I will. I, th I think I'll uh, still yeah. visit with family on Christmas. That's not, it's not only an American thing. There's a lot of Canadians <laughs> who do it too, uh, but everyone's a little fed up. Okay, Ryan, before we got into the break, I took your tip on Batman Returns. Uh, yes, played, I sent uh, that. Because, that yep. because last week we talked about Die Hard, because that's the every single Christmas they bring up, oh, Die Hard, Die Hard, Die Hard. Is it a Christmas movie? Well, they found another movie that is similar in the sense it's an action movie and would it count as a Christmas movie? I think it's a very compelling argument. I would agree. 
Yeah. I'd agree. It's a very compelling argument. I don't know if that I've ever realized it to be a Christmas movie. The only thing that I would take into this, though, would be um, it never seems to make the run of Christmas movies the typical run. You always see Die Hard. You always see, you know, the Santa Claus. You always see, um, you know, all of these shows that sort of run every year, Elf and Christmas Vacation, but you don't mm -hmm. ever see this one on the run. So, I mean, I don't know, because if it's on TV, it's true. I would say that we can apply <laughs> that rule here. I think they bring up the idea Batman Forever. So is it Batman Forever? Maybe I'm getting them mixed up. Returns. Which Batman, Batman Returns. Batman Returns, yeah. Yeah, so it's got the giant Christmas tree. It happens around Christmas. Mm -hmm. They wish, wish, uh, wish each other Merry Christmas. They have snow. They have Christmas songs. They got it all. That should count as a Christmas movie. And there's also some similarities between the Christopher Walken character and the Grinch, which is another Christmas connection. There's all kinds of different mm -hmm. things going on there. So it's not just a movie that happens in December. It's a Christmas movie. I would agree that one needs to be added in to the discussion. Um, there is a very good point that came up from one of our listeners on the text line had said, if it doesn't have eggnog, it's not a Christmas movie. Valid point. <laughs> <laughs> Another uh, text came in and said, uh, that means Gremlins is also a Christmas movie. You know, it's been so long since I've seen Gremlins. Uh, is there eggnog in Gremlins? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't There's know either. A little either. bit of water, a little bit of staying up late. Yeah, just water. Yeah, it. it's been so long since I've seen that. My son's been into these really cheesy Christmas movies. It's the dog who saves Christmas or the dog who saves the holidays or the dog that saves Easter. Have you seen any of those? No, I don't. My kids are older now, so I'm lucky. They um they like the swearing and the drinking and movies like <laughs> Elf. <laughs> you already lost out on all the all the the young ones. But there's so many different Christmas movies out there nonstop. I think Lifetime they're already showing their movie. Hallmark Channel's been showing their movies. There was even a Hallmark Netflix Channel. movie this year that showed the radio personalities falling in love. So tis the season. There's it's all over mm -hmm. the place right now. Yeah, well, that's okay. You know what? We love it. I'm a big fan. I watch uh, Christmas Vacation in July every year as well as Christmas time. I've already watched it twice this year. And uh, Matt um, here can quote any line from the movie anytime. So um, if you ever if you ever stuck for anything, you call Matty. He will give you the quote of the line uh, from the movie. Um, his brain is like a big vault with all these things. What, is it um, just yeah, that so movie anyway, or was there another movie he can quote at random? I don't know. No, that's about it, eh, Matt? Yeah, that and record yeah. album covers. Huh, how about that? He's got all those nailed. Yeah, no, that's kind of his jam. Uh, but he's at Christmas movies, really. That's that's his only shtick. I mean, but he nails it every time. Like, the whole thing. The whole movie. It's absolutely remarkable. Oh, man. Um. So, hey, Ryan, you had, talked, you had a couple of questions about some things that were going on in Canada that you wanted to sort of uh, ask about. Um, what did you have on your mind? Because I'm not quite sure that they're even that big of a deal in Canada, but I kind of get why they would be reported elsewhere. Yeah, I saw this... Um... So there's some people that I think reported it. I can't remember which agency I saw it from. So essentially, apparent. Uh, so what I understand is that there have there been some Chinese military drills that were happening inside of Canada, and was there some sort of cooperation between the governments to allow Chinese military to do drills in Canada? Yeah, yeah. There was a report that that sort of made it out that was about that, and yes, there were some photos and 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 things reported that the Canadian government had been working with the Chinese uh, army on doing some winter study stuff. Then there was more reports on um, that they had stopped it because it would have been releasing too much information. Anyway, 
Uh, it, it the problem with the the story in Canada is it didn't become a big deal. The the Huawei story. I don't even know how big of a story this is down in America. There was um there was a woman who was arrested in Vancouver on her way to travel. I think to America. She was arrested on some of our free trade law type things, mm -hmm. uh, extradition laws, and she was a big shot with Huawei, the the phone company, the the networking company. Oh, okay. And for selling stuff into uh, Iran. And so she was arrested by the Canadians on behalf of, on the request of the Americans. Now, when all of this stuff happened, two Canadians uh, were arrested in China as what they believe to be uh, retribution on spying charges, air quotes, mm -hmm. um, a couple of journalists, and they've been held now for two years. And so the conversation has been, well, I'll tell you what, you let our executive go and uh, maybe your people can go too. I'm summarizing, of course, and paraphrasing. So mm -hmm. all of these things have been going on um, and they call them the two Michaels because they're both named Michael. And it's been a big fight because the arrest happened at the request of uh, the Americans, which was believed to be done because Trump was squeezing China at the time for tariffs mm -hmm. and in the trade battle. So politically... It's a bit of a mess because the belief is trying to take it without any sort of partisan look. Trump was squeezing China for trade negotiations. They asked to have this lady arrested, which everyone, no one's really disputed that they were sort of up to suspicious, no good. It was at the same time when America was blocking Huawei from their networks. Mm. And then these two Canadians got caught in the crossfire and nothing's been resolved. So as soon as the Chinese government and the Chinese army story started to hit here, it was really pushed by some partisan sides as being a, a real stinker of a thing. Now, do I believe it's a stinker of a thing? Yeah, where there's smoke, there's fire. There probably is a bit of a stinker story there. But because it was really pushed by by some of the different political sides, it didn't really get much traction. And and so huh. that's the answer to the story. Yeah, but no, there, there was some there was some handoffs. I'm more confused than anything else. So so the. Canadian government cooperated with the Chinese government for military drills. How did that play into it? If this we're talking about, you know, different uh, arrests in the different countries. Yeah, well, that's the, the story didn't happen. I think I think because of the uh, other because of the arrest, the the. Oh, I see. A, so the I can, other story right? was hidden because of that. Oh, OK. Yeah, just it wasn't really it wasn't hidden so much as it wasn't really accepted, widely accepted as being a big story because it was such a partisan, to partisan topic. In I Canada. see. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, we don't have too. the same. So, uh, we're sorry, we don't, don't have, have the same broadcasting, like uh, like openly political broadcast uh, lean mm -hmm. in Canada as mm -hmm. as you see on some of the news networks and down in the states. Yeah, so that that raises other questions. Then, so should have been reported. Uh, is there a reason why mm -hmm. an independent uh, well, it was news wouldn't? Uh, it was, but just wasn't played up. Yeah, it just wasn't played up as being that big of a deal. Um, but. It's uh, I don't know. I, it's uh, it, I don't think it was anything super like what you have to understand. I think that when you look at um, military drills as as the American army is used to, mm -hmm. like these big intertwined military drills. Mm -hmm. I mean, this was videos of soldiers wearing snowshoes, playing in the snow, learning how to hide behind trees. Like it wasn't like uh, um, <laughs> that you would see the, these super like you see the Pacific Rim type military drills where all these countries come together. Yeah. wasn't like that stuff. This was more like um, building snowmen and snow angels in the snow, it looked like. 
Yeah, it would be. I think it'd be weird in the United States if we invited foreign militaries that we're not friendly with to be part of our drills. Like, I know the United States, they're involved militarily in other countries and help with training. And that has been used as leverage. So back when North Korea was giving the United States, you know, the we're really mad type of uh, philosophy and, oh, you better get out of South Korea and we don't want your training to be down there. And that was kind of the, one of the first times you realized that some of these other countries that take advantage of the United States when it comes to training, like South Korea, in order for the United States, I think, to keep an eye on that whole region, you know, they kind of at least get some footprint out there. And maybe that's part of the mm-hmm. deal of why they do that sort of thing. But it's just it's so weird to think you know, what would the United States ever welcome China in to do military drills? It was uh, it, it was just kind of weird in that sense from when I saw that. And maybe it yeah. just took a well, while. I, w- I would say that I'd say that you describe it perfectly as in from the perspective of. Yeah, it's really weird. It's it's definitely really, really weird. And it makes it per- certainly perpetuates some of the conspiracy theories about what's going on in the world today, politically in general. Right. Um, you know, the uh, the Great Reset and all these sort of conspiracy theories that are out there that have a lot of leverage behind them when governments do silly things or strange things, weird things, as you describe it like this. I mean, did I find it weird? Yeah. I was like, whoa, this really, this is it. I mean, when we have the UK, uh, Britain over here all the time uh, studying in Canada, I mean, those sort of ally things happen all the time in Canada. In fact, you can even buy British military vehicles on the Canadian government auction site that were old and left here for for next to nothing, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, because the relationships are so tight. So yeah, you're right. I mean, and it caught me. I was like, get out of here. This it can't be a thing. And then there was videos and pictures of guys doing it. I was like, whoa, oh, that's kind of weird. Not sure that's cool. Yeah, well, that, that was something that I saw and I thought, oh, I better ask him about that and everything that's going down. With everything else, it's about to get buried. Even if that was something, as soon as the vaccine starts to be distributed, that's gonna be the number one news story for weeks is everything vaccine related. So anything that will come up lately will uh, will be buried inevitably. Mm-hmm. Well, tonight's the night. Actually, um, the Sunday night is the night where the vaccines arrive here for distribution starting on Monday and Tuesday. So uh, tomorrow, as of as of Monday, we are going to be throughout the day. That's going to be the lead story throughout the week this week, I'm sure. So do you prioritize it? Is there a way to do it or is it um, like how is it being distributed in Canada? Uh, old folks, frontline workers first free for everybody in Canada because we have healthcare, Um, Mm -hmm. And um, that's about it. At at this point, that's all everybody knows, right? I mean, they expect that it's going to take basically the whole year to get down the list of people who want to get it. Yeah, it's going to be free here in the United States, except we find that sometimes uh, healthcare providers take advantage of the patients, meaning they might come in for the vaccine and they'll say, oh, we better run another test real quick to make sure everything's okay. And then they'll charge you for that test. So the vaccine itself uh, is going to be free and that's that's taken care of by the government. Um, And yeah, prioritizing if you're old. Elderly, I guess we should probably say, and then frontline mm-hmm. workers, sure. And then when it goes out after that, it's a double dose. So you got to go twice. And I think you have to wait, what, three weeks in between them, something like that. It's roughly that long, I think. Yeah. And the, the hardest part they're having here, of course, is the the first one that's coming. The Pfizer one is the minus 70. And so yeah. it's not like those ones have to be distributed at the warehouse. They can't. It's not like they can take them into the old folks homes. Um, they Right. So like they can't. It's not like you can just go show up with this stuff with your little cooler and start giving out mm. shots. So it's well, going to be a while that's what before it's the like other year round in Canada. <laughs> it's minus 70. <laughs> yeah, just all times. You can just leave that I thing out was... in the garage and it'll be fine. 
know, it's been pretty nice. I was I was like nine degrees, I think. Last time I was outside because I don't go outside for days at a time now with COVID. But it was yeah. I know, it was like nine degrees Celsius here. Yeah, it's all right. It's beautiful. It's nice. Yeah, but that's the, bad, the, the big challenge when it comes to it. But the Moderna, it looks like will be a little bit easier. And then there's some, I think, that are even starting to be no sprays. And even when it comes to the vaccine, from what I understand, once it's out of the freezer, you have to use it within five days or four days or whatever it is. So it doesn't have to come, I mean, immediately out. Like the thing's still going to be steaming cold when they shoot it in your arm. It's not going to be exactly like that, from what I understand. That's going to feel great, by the way. A little it's minus Mr. 50 Freeze. shot into your arm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that wow. also, that'll get you going. That's like a shot of espresso, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the opposite, <laughs> man. That's like you thought, you thought you had a brain freeze from a like a frozen drink. Man, um, you're going to have brain freeze from this one you watch. <laughs> Vaccine freeze. <laughs> that be something. Or it's like the water boy. Do oh. you remember how he had that glacier water where he kept it just yeah. in case he needed a little pick-me-up? It's It'll be cold like that. Always cold. Put that in and you'll have a little pick-me-up. A little pick me up. Hey, Ryan, <laughs> Merry Christmas, brother. Um, I know that I'll text with you and stuff privately, but uh, on behalf of us, you know, it's been 2020. It's been a great year for us. And, and we can't be we can't share with you how grateful we are to have you on the program and look forward to uh, lots of great stuff in the new year, brother. Shane, thank you so much. Merry Christmas to all you guys. And I'm, I'm glad we get to uh, spend this time together on Sunday nights. It's always something I look forward to. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, brother. That is Shane Hewitt up hosting The Late Shift, connecting Canada and the United States. It's a fun thing that we get to do. If you ever wanted me to ask a question to him, just email me or send me a message on Facebook. I would love to do that on behalf of you. That's not a problem. This is Overnight America, KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com on KMOX. And Overnight America is here for another hour-ish. And if you want to join the show, you can. And I only have a little bit of time to do this here, but if you wanted to talk more after the commercials and then after the local news, we can. But Senator Josh Hawley is still pretty active when it comes to social media, saying that he is urging President Trump to offer direct assistance for COVID-19. Direct assistance meaning... Let's get some cash out to people. He says Congress must not go home for Christmas until we vote on direct relief for working families. $1,200 for every working person, $2,400 for couples, $500 for kids independence, which is mimicking what the first pandemic uh, payout was. Apparently, he was on Fox News earlier, and the strange thing that you don't used to, uh, what you're not used to seeing is Josh Hawley retweeting Bernie Sanders, where Bernie Sanders says, I introduced an amendment with Josh Hawley that would provide a direct payment for working class individuals. Same thing that they said. If that amendment was signed into law, what would it mean for you and your family? So Bernie Sanders pandering a little bit, but still, I think a lot of people just assume it would be in the works here. If they're going to do another one, it would be in the works. We're so far in debt right now. It's just, you, you look at it and you say, how in the world are we going to turn this around? And it's not going to get any better. So Biden gets in, becomes president. Does it get better <laughs> or does it get worse? It gets worse. What are we going to do? <laughs> this was a tough one. You had Donald Trump, who was in office for the four years, coming up on the four years, I should say. And for all of those years, 
leading into it, you're looking at it and you're like, okay, okay. Uh, more military spending. Sure. Now, at least we're starting to make up for it. The idea of cutting some of these taxes is that we'd start to see some of the benefits of that more stimulus, I guess. And yeah, sure. It was working that way. We saw more companies coming in the idea to get more taxes, but then again, we kept spending and then the virus hits. And next thing you know, we're spending trillions upon trillions that we were not expecting to spend. And that doesn't help things either. So we keep going further into debt with no chance in sight to turn it around. What happens though? So if we pass another stimulus package here for the coronavirus, people start to get the shots and the vaccines and the hospitalizations go down. And hopefully the economy starts to get to a spot where even as far left as the, you know, uh, the Sanders of the world or the far left that we see when it comes to like Sam Page or de Blasio or any of these people that want to close restaurants down, you know, we're at that stage when we start to see maybe some sanity returning and people allowed to do business the way they should do business. Are they going to do another stimulus package again? So next year, are they just going to add a couple of trillion and say, hey, let's do one more for the fun of it, you know, one more for the road? Or are they going to do it indefinitely? Are they going to try to push for things that are like uh, universal basic income? Hey, let's just keep this going. How about we do this a couple of times a year? Why not? And we'll just continue to tax people like crazy in order to do it. Um, Senator Josh Hawley and Bernie Sanders team up for the stimulus check. It continues. I think it'll get done. I do believe it, mostly because I think that leading into this, the White House wanted it. Most of the senators wanted it. Um, between the Democrats and the Republicans, they wanted it, too. They just couldn't come to the agreement on everything else. It seems like this is something that everybody thought would happen. It's just all the things that were tacked on afterwards. Now, the good thing is, with all of the extra additions to the negotiations that were going on and the three tr plus trillion that Pelosi wanted and the two trillion or one and a half or whatever that the Republicans wanted with Mitch McConnell, they couldn't come to an agreement. We're past that point. You have that nine hundred and eight billion dollar package that was put together, and this would be an amendment to it to just tack on the individual portions of the stimulus checks and then it'll be done. I, I think it's going to happen and I think it'll happen before the end of the year. I feel like with the extended budget, they got to work on that. That seems to be a uh, high priority. You don't want to have a government shutdown through all of this. You might as well at least get this part done because you know you're going to have to do it. And then when you're done, get that everything else taken care of because you got bigger things you need to pay attention to. Uh, some people were messaging in from earlier at the start of the show about the stimulus package. If you want to call in and talk about it, you can. But the, I think that with the way things are turning around, the best thing you can do is to, oh, I don't know, don't target restaurants, maybe <laughs> the dine in, even the CDC and uh, the studies that they have done show that the spread of the coronavirus, if you're going to track it back, it's not going to be to indoor restaurant dining. It was something like one point four percent of the positive cases were tracked back to restaurant dining. It's a small, small, small percentage. It's not really the lead contributor to any of this. So why hurt an entire sector of the economy based on something the science and the survey has shown not to be the contributor to all of this? So there's so many other things you could be doing there. So get all those things that they agree on, which they've done. Get this in, which is the something they will agree on. Work on the budget and boy, I have no idea what's going to be happening. Boy, oh boy, this next 2021, it's just going to be a wild ride, but it's probably going to be just <laughs> further into debt. I thought, well, I'm not looking forward to it. 
This is Overnight America KMOX. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.